Welcome to Stealing Home NR. Another edition, another week. Good intro, Chris. Always. always. I don't know how we're ever going to follow up that last intro. It just played off so well. You know, hopefully we can do better, but it's going to be tough. That one was up there. That's true. Anyway, we should talk about baseball. Absolutely. How are you guys doing this week? How was the uh, previous fantasy week for you? Took a tough loss. My team played well. Their team played a little bit better, but, you know, I'm happy with my team all in all. Chris? Um, hey, my team's coming together. Took a, took a couple weeks, but I'm starting to, it's starting to fly. Do you get the win? I got to win. Of course I got to win. You got the win. I got the win. I was the highest scoring team in the league again. Actually, Nick surpassed me in the standings. Oh, I surpassed you, but you still have like 15 more points scored than I do. Yeah. I'm but I took the win, so now you're 2-2, two and two, I'm 3-1, and one, so. And, fun fact, me and Nick are going head-to-head this week. Oh, are you? Yeah, we got a stealing home KNR matchup this week. Anyway, um, we this is normally where we would do injury report, but it kind of ties into what we're talking about today, so we're just going to dive right into it. Uh, we talked about it. It's about a month into the fantasy season now. Four weeks are down, uh, and you have a terrible team. You're you drafted Madison Bumgarner in the first round, Noah Syndergaard in the second. You're freaking out. Uh, the bats are cold. Uh, the rest of your pitching is a dumpster fire. It's it's terrible. So we're gonna tell you. We're gonna give you some insights as to how we think you turn around a team like this. Um, so yeah. Obviously, Syndergaard torn lat. Uh, not, not, not seemingly not a major injury, but, you know. Well, it's the kind of thing he could be back in three weeks or could, he could be out three months, depending on the severity of the yep. strain. But very similar to the, the Bumgarner situation with the sprained shoulder. Yeah. A uh, little update on Bumgarner is that he will be out for two months at the very least. There's no more six to eight weeks. It's eight weeks and it could be more. So the first thing, the first thing that I'm doing in that situation, uh, I'm trying to trade both those guys. Somebody yep. will give you value. You know, I'm I'm trying to get rid. Like, if, unless you, you know, and if you have Adam Eaton or guys like that, you got to get on that waiver wire immediately. But if you have a star like that that's is supposed to come back, like I've even offered trades already for for some of those guys, I've been very rudely denied. Yeah, I've been I've been trying to toss in a few few trades for. But you pitchers, can't but. you can't go without those guys. If you put that much money on them and you don't have a supporting cast, you you can't wait it out eight weeks. Yeah, that you know you bring up Adam Eaton, and I just want to say that's a terrible tragedy for baseball that that guy tore his ACL. He was having such a good start to great, the season. Great, great start to the year. Fit well in that Nats lineup. Now that's an unfortunate one where he's out for the rest of the year, so he has exactly zero fantasy value unless you're playing in a dynasty or a keeper league, in which case he does have some value. But yeah, the the first thing you do to put together or to start picking your team up off the concrete is you got to move your big ticket injured players or your big ticket players that aren't producing even. Maybe they're still healthy, but they just haven't started producing. Or even maybe move a player that is producing. Get yeah, more value I think you need them. value. You need the depth. I think at this point, you got to kind of toss all the chips on the table and and see if you can get five or six players for maybe two. So that's, three, right? that's what I'm doing. If I'm in that situation where I own a Madison Bumgarner or Noah Syndergaard, uh, Bumgarner I know is out for eight weeks. Syndergaard, we're not sure yet on the severity, but I have to imagine it's at least a six-week DL stint. The first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to target a team that has decent pitching, but not great pitching. 
and I am going to, and I know that I'm going to take a little bit of a loss on the value of one of those guys because they are injured and they're not going to be producing for that amount of time. But I'm going to say I want to trade my Madison Bumgarner for your, say, middle of the rotation guys. I'm thinking guys like, uh, sitting on my team, like Robbie Ray has been doing pretty well for me. Uh, not stellar, but, I mean, he gets the job done. Uh, Kendall Graveman, uh, another guy like that. Do you guys have anyone on your team? Uh, yeah, actually, my, yeah, Tanner Rourke. Uh, you know, he's had a good start, but, you know, not an overwhelmingly amazing pitcher. I don't really have anyone on my team that really fits that. Like, Trevor Bauer kind of has been pitching well. Yeah, like, but... you know, you want to, like, target those pitchers who are on good teams. And it's kind of like we talked about in our trade episode last week. You, uh, and finding that value in the situation that we're going through this week. Because you need to give up a little bit of the value for your big name guys. Uh, you're not getting back, uh, you're not getting back stars. No. Absolutely. You're getting back middle of the rotation guys that are going to produce for you right now. And that's a tough pill to swallow sometimes. But you got to find that owner who's doing really well in the standings, who's 3-1 and one or 4-0. and oh. a, guy, a guy that can afford somebody on the DL for that long. You know, has the horses to pull that team through. And then, you know, is looking for a playoff push. Yeah, who looks like they're playoff bound already. And you're fighting for a playoff spot. So you're going to make their team better come playoffs. But you're giving yourself a chance to get there. So the next thing that I would do if I was in that particular situation is just get on that waiver wire and start grinding. I know like if you're in that situation, a couple guys that might be um, on the wire for you, uh, a guy like Sonny Gray is going to have his first start tomorrow. Uh, you know, he had a terrible 2016, a phenomenal 2015. But at this point, you got to take flyers on guys if you're in that situation. Uh, another guy, Jay Happ. Uh, he's had a couple bullpen sessions. I think he's hopefully going to be back by the end of the week. Do you guys have any other any other guys that uh, you, you've seen on the waiver wire that have enticed you? Well, I picked him up last week, but he should be he's only owned in five percent of leagues. Uh, Nick Martinez of the Texas Rangers. He's had two quality starts. Uh, there's talk he's been pitching so well. There's talk that he was just going to come up for a couple games, and. Uh, and now they're going to keep him keep him around for another couple starts until he stops producing. So, as the week is going right now, uh, he's a guy that you could pick up off free agency, get him in your lineup right now, like right away, and uh, and hopefully he produces for you. Yeah, and uh, we're talking we're talking a lot about pitchers, but um, it, obviously you got to start grinding on your bats as well. Uh, go to the waiver wire, and you can't afford to have people on your team when you're in the situation that you are right now that aren't producing. So some of those fringe guys that you know they're good, but they, they're bad is ice cold at this point in time, it's time to swap them out for a guy who's hot. So uh, you're looking at guys like Brandon Phillips, uh, maybe Yonder Alonso, Jed Lowry, uh Justin Smoke, even I would hate to have Justin Smoke yeah. on my fantasy team. But the way he's playing, but he he's right got off for a week. He's got a hot bat right now, and you're you're dropping guys that just aren't putting it together. You're Greg Birds. You're uh, well. You're not going to drop Gregory Polanco, but he's had a very quiet start to the season. And he might be on the bench this week. Yeah, and so you need to move on from him, whether that's packaging him off for a trade or putting him on the bench temporarily and getting someone who's on a hitting streak. 
your job is tough at this point in time because you can't just sit back and let your guys produce. You have to be on that waiver wire. You need to be grinding that free agency every day, every week, getting the guys that are going to put up points. Yeah, you have to do your due diligence. And honestly, you're going to have to take a couple flyers. Like, I'd be looking for some young guys, you know, new to the league, and hope you strike gold on yeah. something. Taylor Motter, uh, Seattle, uh, Seattle Mariners. He is owned in uh, 52% of leagues. And uh, he's in place of uh, who's Seattle's guy? So I can't think of his name. Oh, um, well, he originally came up to replace uh, Gene Segura. Yeah. But his bat was so hot that they're keeping him in the lineup. Um, you know, you've caught me out. I can't for the life of me remember. We'll, we'll think of it in a second. There's here. a whole. There was three guys because Valencia was was uh, you know part of that. Yeah, and that yeah, I I think I, they have Vogel back up from the minors yeah, as well. That's who it is. Yeah. Um, and I know that they're trying to get him some at bats uh, up in the majors. But these guys like that, it's uh, guys and, who and what's are. What's his name? What's his name from Pittsburgh that just came up? Oh, Gifton Gope. Yeah, not not a bad pickup right now. Wow. Yeah, the kid is hot. Actually, you know what? Uh, completely unrelated to the fantasy uh, fantasy sphere. Um, Go read Gifting Gope's Players' Tribune article. It is one of the most inspirational things I've read recently. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, the guy's from South Africa, uh, a land where baseball is so far down the list of sports, uh, as far as popularity goes, that uh, he's actually the first African-born player to make it to the big leagues. And his, his brother also is uh, under contract with the Pirates, I believe. I believe he's in the organization. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, it was... Uh, yeah, I actually read read the article on him, and uh, to see he's actually producing so far. So, uh, yeah, if you want to take a flyer on a young guy, you know, it takes yeah. a lot of talent to make that transition. Yeah. And there's a lot of guys, uh, like, almost not no names, but, but guys that are typically don't produce that are really stepping up at the beginning of the year this year um, that... Or just sitting there on the, on yeah. the waiver wire. Because uh, there's a lot of really good guys producing. Uh, so it's out there. Yeah, a huge thing for me. Uh, not that I'm going to brag a little bit right here. My team is really good this year. So I, I'm i not in a position where I need to be doing this. But I went through this a little bit last year. Um, pitching is worth a lot in our league. Pitching can score you a lot of points. And I know in, say, Roto Leagues... Uh, there'll be five pitching categories or whatever. That's half of what's going on, which makes sense. It's half pitching, half batting. But you, if you're in that hole and you really need, uh, you really need the points. You really need the ratios. You have to start watching starting pitchers that have good matchups. Uh, the New York Mets aren't looking like the greatest baseball team out there right now. Well, so, I mean, they're so depleted. I mean, they are so depleted. Them that a little. But so now what you have to do is you have to watch the starters who are going up against the Mets on other not-so-good teams and uh, and pick them up for a spot start and then drop them again yeah. because you don't want those guys taking up too much roster space, but you need to take that lottery ticket like Rob says. Sorry, that being Chris. said, just speaking of the Mets, uh, Michael Conforto is playing very well for the Mets, and he's only owned in 50% of fantasy leagues. So that's just a guy that if you need a, an outfielder, he's been really hot lately. Uh, Lucas Duda, you know, he was a free agent in our league. I picked him up, uh, you know, due to his injury, and he's set to play tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Another guy, if you're grinding it out. Yeah, and um, 
it, it's really funny. We were actually just talking about this prior to starting the recording. There's a lot of really odd things happening in the MLB. This, Well, not odd so much as surprising in that uh, a, a lot of bullpens are a lot better than I thought they were going to be. As far, I thought that I was honestly screwed as far as relief pitching goes because I my best relief pitcher on my team is Tony Watson, the closer for the Pirates, who's good. <laughs> but The Pirates do wonders with pitchers. Yeah. But uh, the entire Chicago White Sox bullpen has been lights out so far this year. They've uh, suffered some injuries, so they've had to call up some young guns from uh, AAA. And... There's they're striking guys out. Uh, Anthony Swarzak, um, I forget his first name. Conley, um, Conley is his last name. Uh, he's a seventh inning guy, but if your league values holds, he's a strikeout machine. He's pitched nine innings or something like that. Has nineteen strikeouts. Jesus, wow. Uh, what what are some of the ball clubs that have had uh, surprisingly bad bullpens? Uh, I guess the, the first one that comes to mind for me is the Mariners, which isn't necessarily, they didn't necessarily have a bad bullpen, but they've played terribly. Like, Yeah, and that's the, that's the thing. Like we said, you have to... And for me, I own Edward Diaz, so I've been frustrated. You I have haven't to, gotten any points from him. You have to pick up guys that are hot, drop guys that are cold, if you're in a situation where you need to win now, excuse me. And... Uh, yeah, the Mariners haven't had a great pen. The Blue Jays have had... Whoa. Being a Blue Jays fan right now, they're on a three-game winning streak as of recording mm-hmm. this... Hey, the bats look good today. ...this uh, episode, but their bullpen has been just not a fun thing to watch. I don't know. I, I feel like the hype around Roberto Osuna, I feel like it's diminishing daily. I there's, don't know. There's something wrong with the guy. Yeah. Like, there's... You don't lose two miles per hour and go from being a near elite closer to being a very average bullpen arm over the course of one offseason. I mean, it can happen, but there's something going on that we don't know about, I think. Who's got the biggest issue in the bullpen right now? Is it the Texas Rangers, maybe? I know that you are pointing at Sam Dyson and (laughs) how much he sucks. I just wanted to make note... In our uh, application, 55% of people own him. 55% of leagues he's owned in. Yeah, sorry. My bad. Uh, yeah, obviously that would not be possible. <laughs> yeah. um, but And he has put up negative 19 fantasy points. Now, I know we didn't talk about an FDF candidate, but unless you guys have another one that you are real set on, I'm going to give it to Sam Dyson because he's pathetic. Has he even uh, come back from AAA yet? Yeah, yeah. He, he certainly has. In, in, uh, so the Rangers thought that he got over his case of sucking at baseball. No, he's uh, been placed into more of a setup position. He's not the closer. Thank God, because that means that maybe Cole Hamels will finally get some well-deserved wins. <laughs> Probably not, Chris. And that's another huge thing to watch out for is uh, keep a watch on the bullpens. And the bats. And as the guys, as uh, the bullpens shake down throughout the season, we're a month in, things are getting into their tracks, getting on pace. Watch for the closers that lose their jobs and the setup guys or the holds guys that take their place. Personally, for me, I picked up Bud Norris. I was just going to talk about Bud Norris, actually. Yeah, and I was super on the fence about it, but I picked him up because I watched a couple Angels games just because I'm. Well, Bedrosian is is injured right now. Bedrosian, yeah. 
Madrosian. Tongue twister. Tongue twister, man. I was watching a couple Angels games just because I'm a late night kind of guy and those West Coast games are great for people like me. And I noticed that he was getting the save opportunities. And so I picked him up, took a flyer on him. I've seen Bud Norris pitch before. I've seen him pitch as a starter. Yeah. It's, it's know, that Bud Norris, if you're wondering. Uh, I was I was a little bit... It's not a new Bud Norris. It's same old Bud Norris. <laughs> I was a little bit skeptical of it, but he's done really well for me uh, as the closer on the Angels. Now, when Bedrosian gets back... Five I think, saves in nine days. Yeah, I think That's he's, he's getting... Pretty solid numbers. I think he's getting the closing job back, but... In the meantime, Norris is doing well for me. Sorry, Rob, I think no, I cut you off. No, uh, I just was going to comment that I had the complete opposite situation. I picked up Hector Neris, thinking he was going to get the closing job, which he did, and did well for a bit, and now he's completely fallen off, and now there's three guys, and there's no I have no faith in any of them. Right, and that's exactly what I'm talking about. Is as but, the bullpen, but you have to take a flyer. As the bullpen shake down, now is Neris a guy that you're thinking about dropping? Nope. I don't think so. I think I'm gonna hold out. I, I've, I, you know, you've seen that he can do it. He's just got to get refocused. And but I, I, in the in the in our situation where you have a terrible team and you think that oh, you might, that that playoffs assuming might be, assuming okay, Ron I was gonna it. take a minute and say my team is not terrible. No, your so, team isn't terrible. But in but a hypothetical situation? situation where we're trying to help the people out to, you know, they're thinking that playoffs are slipping away. Do you? Uh, move on from Neris. Well, it, it depends on what else you have for relief pitching. Uh, like if he was, say, my third relief pitcher, which he actually is, and I was losing, then yeah, I, I would dump him. But if he was the best I had going, which wouldn't be saying a whole heck of a lot, I, I might stick it out with him. At least he's got potential, you know, whereas some of these guys haven't shown any good stuff out there. Right. So I'm just looking that Michael Conforto had 11 points again today. So really? Oh yeah. He's, can we talk about Anthony Rendon's game? Yeah. Oh, of course we can. I don't think it was a game. I think it was more of a slaughter. And the, have you guys seen the video of the little kids rant about the New York Mets? <laughs> no, no, I haven't seen the. Video. I'm gonna post it to the Facebook page. It's one of the funniest things I've ever seen. I think he's probably about eight years old and just cussing like a sailor. What was the last time you seen a, a, a game with that many points scored in it? Uh, when was the last time the game has uh, had 23 runs? I, I'm going to tell you something. I was sitting uh, at lunch with my parents uh, when that game was on, and I uh, had a second to pull out my phone and check the scores for the day. And I saw that the score was 23-5 to for the Washington Nationals. And I said out loud, what's up with MLB at bat? It must be broken. <laughs> <laughs> and I dug a little deeper, and they had, in fact, scored 23 runs with 10 RBI from Anthony Rendon. Like over half of his season's production was in one game. Oh, I know. I was uh, I was listening to uh, a little video about it, and they're like, you know, Anthony Rendon. But you know, before that game, you know, you look, you look at his stat line, and you say, ah, uh, he's not really producing much. After that game, you think he had a pretty good April. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the way it goes yeah. sometimes. <laughs> he saved his April on the last day. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Uh, do we have any any other guys we want to we want to maybe talk about? I got no more specific players in mind. Uh, I don't know. If you want to talk about as far as guys that may be on your waiver wire, uh, since we're kind of talking about this episode, uh, Mitch Moreland for Boston is another guy you should definitely pick up uh, if if is, you're in need. Is he a waiver wire guy, though? Uh, I think he... A little bit. Like He's only owned in... Let me get that number up for you. He's not owned in very many 
in like considering he's only owned seventy three percent of leagues. That's and quite a on- bit. That's like three quarters of all leagues, Chris. Yeah, that's hey, right. but if he's up, and if he's up there, yeah. Sorry, I'm giving Chris a hard time. Yeah, Chris is right. Um, as far as yeah, like as far as a f- under or a first baseman goes, he's definitely not in the top echelon that's going to be picked up. But he's just having a really good year so far and pitching in a in an awesome Boston Boston lineup. So uh, well, Boston can't get any runs. That's true, but it's going to come. Eric Thames has more runs in the entire Boston organization. I'm aware. I'm not happy about it. You know what was an interesting stat that I read and actually made me realize that I'm staying as far away from every Kansas City Royal bat as I can? Is that in that one game, the Washington Nationals scored more runs than the Kansas City Royals did in the entire (laughs) month of April. Yeah. Yeah, well, they've looked terrible. I want nothing to do with any of the Royals. I told you this at the beginning of the year. (laughs) You think Mike... Yeah, you I did. You think Mike Moustakis gets traded? I think... I think as, Derek Cosmer well and Mike Moustakis Mus- 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 should not that- play the game of baseball. <laughs> and the Kansas City Royals as a team Chris should Chris is looking fold. like a genius. <laughs> I think that uh, Kansas City is going to be having a fire sale come the trade deadline. Um, yeah, that was a surprising stat to me. Yeah, that's incredible. Another stat. Clayton Kershaw has just given up four runs for the first time this year. Yeah, he always has one of those games. Yeah. So I owned him last year. and San Francisco. Oh, I've played, I'm watching the Equator machine tear through the lineup right now. <laughs> I owned Kershaw last year, and last year was against the Marlins, where he had like a clunker of a second inning, and then just cruised through the rest of the game. But it was just, I think Hunter Pence hit me a dinger, which he is did. two good. run home run. Yeah, good. It's about time. Uh, I just want to share a, fu- a nice story that I heard about this week as well. Uh, happened for my own Pittsburgh Pirates. Uh, so what did Starling Marte do today? Uh, <laughs> He spent another <laughs> boom, <laughs> another day on a suspension. Um, no, but the Pirates had an extra spot on the twenty-five man roster for a game last week. Uh, that I forget who they moved to the DL, but they basically they were taking twenty-four men to the game, and it was a last-minute thing, and they couldn't get anybody from any of their AAA affiliates out. Couldn't even get anyone from any of their AA affiliates out. Ooh. The backup catcher from their uh, a grade advanced team was within driving distance of uh, of the game that night, so they called him up, put him on the major league roster, and even got him in that bat. He pinch hit for uh, Josh Harrison in the ninth inning of that game. How did it go? Uh, he struck out. Ah, but it was a really nice story because that guy gets. Uh, an MLB salary for a day. He gets health care for life. Uh, <laughs> he's he's like 31 years old, too. He's not a prospect by any means. Uh, oh, that's good for him, then. Yeah, he's just an organizational guy for the Pirates. But I thought that was really cool that that happened. That's awesome. Baseball's awesome. Baseball's great. Uh, some news for us. We have just booked our flights. Wow, you got to be way more excited about it. Steely Holmes going to L.A. this year. Woo-woo! Yeah, we're going, uh, we're going to California. Uh, we're gonna be there the twenty second to the twenty seventh. Get of to June. see of June, sorry. Twenty second and twenty seventh of June. And uh, get to see the Dodgers play the Mets. Get to see uh, Colorado. Hey, I'm excited <laughs> about that. Hopefully they're healthy by then. Yeah, I know. Just, just your yards. Um, Colorado series. Colorado. Colorado series. We call them Colorado. And uh, might even catch an Angels game on the last day we're there. That's the plan. I'm ex- uh, Wow. I. Uh, 
I gotta start working. I've out. been I've been literally spending just most of my days looking at Google Maps and just like mapping out the best way to get to the stadium from our house. And like, yeah. So, um, but uh, yeah. So the entirety of Stealing Home is gonna be in uh, Los Angeles on those dates that we mentioned. Uh, we if we have any fans in Los Angeles, which we don't know if we do or not, because you guys never get in contact with us. Um, well, that's a lie. Uh, so I should. I don't oh, tell actually, us, you know what? We'll tell him. We'll tell him in a minute. Okay. Anyway, I just wanted. No, I just no, no. wanted. No, no, no. I just wanted. Different. No, let me. Oh, yeah. I just wanted to tell the people if you're an LA fan of ours, listen to the podcast. Uh, can make it to a Dodgers game. Uh, during the time span that we're there, you should let us know on Twitter or Instagram, and uh, we'd love to see you, and we'll give you a hat. Well, well, one of you. We'll give one of you a hat. One hat. You get one. We, hat. <laughs> we have one hat we to give away. Um. So basically. People have tried to contact us. Uh, our contact thing on our Instagram was set to stealinghomeknr at gmail.com. Or, sorry, it was set to the clubhouse, the clubhouse KNR. Really? I changed it. Have you gone on to the clubhouse email? Yeah. And there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. oh, Lord. Okay. Well, let's wrap this up. <laughs> so. Follow us at stealinghomeknr at yeah. gmail. <laughs> so for, for the guys that did email us, I got back to you. Um, and I changed our, our account. We're really sorry <laughs> about that. Um, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at stealinghomeknr. And send us an email at stealinghomeknr at gmail.com. Not the clubhouse at gmail.com as it turns out uh or as you've probably figured out because i'm never up to date with what's going on with the social media i like chris deal with most of it so i love hearing these fun stories on the air yeah i just it was one of those things i was going through the settings and yeah. noticed Let's that wrap it was it happening all right okay also winner no, no, no of the also. contest oh we have a winner we do uh i hope he's listening hope he's listening who was it tyler halverson calgary alberta canada Big Congratulations, winner. big winner. We'll send you out a hat. We're going to send you out a hat. And that's it for us. Uh, until next week, thanks for listening. Peace.